talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. And we are back with Messy Christianity. How are you, gentlemen? Wonderful. Good day. You notice what I didn't say? Compadres. Com- <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about retiring the term compadres. I called him out. <laughs> um, so what what else could we say? Because gentlemen's really a stretch. So yeah, it's a real stretch. Um, muchachos, uh, friends. I don't know. <laughs> you know, we got a comment the other day about about our song. Apparently, we sang on one of these episodes. We did, we did uh, Amazing Grace. Is yep, that right? We did. We should sing again. Okay. What do you want to sing? <laughs> Let, let's not do something. You're my brother. You're, you're my, my friend. friend. You're, you're my, my beginning, beginning and my end. end. You <laughs> are all around me when oh. the world turns and walks away. <laughs> it's been too long. Been too oh, long. my gosh. Hey, I heard <clears throat> that Al Denson yep. is now <clears throat> like a property mogul. Really? Just, yeah, like private jet. No, <laughs> explain who he like. Uh, Al De- now, yeah. look, this is what I heard. This is I not guess. Al Dente. <clears throat> No, no, no. That's a pasta kind. No, he 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 was he was the originator of of Christian youth camp motion songs. Yeah, I mean, he was like the he was the guy. Dawson McAllister. Dawson McAllister. He used to do a lot with Dawson. Yep, yeah, yeah. But uh, apparently, he's done real well for himself, and mm. God's blessed him. And pretty cool stuff, from what I hear. So again, I, that's that's rumor. So you heard it from me, unless it's not true, and then you didn't hear it from oh, me. Wow. But well done, Al Denson. If that's we the are case. now hey, fake if, news here. On you know, Mrs. Al Denson could be listening to this podcast. How stinking cool would it be for him to hey, open be invitation? On, open invitation to Al Denson. If you are listening, we want you on this podcast mm-hmm. one time. Okay, maybe many, but Come on. we would love to have you because you have. You may not know it, sir, but you inspired the three of us. In marvelous ways. So. If you know him, share this with him. <laughs> share this with him. Like, you know, I have a friend named Molly, and all she wanted, <clears throat> like her life's dream. Molly Spivey, listening. My, I hope you're listening, Molly. Hey, Molly. Um, she wanted to meet uh, George Bush, George W. the the Junior. Yeah, yeah. And so she went on this campaign of help me meet George W. And she actually did. Somebody knew somebody who knew somebody who connected her. I believe it was one of the presidents of the seminaries that that somehow or another connected her. She went and had dinner with George W. Bush. And to this day, that is the—it was like two years ago. To this day, it's the highlight of—I'm not going to say her life because she is married to the awesome Mike Spivey. And she does have three great kids. What's up, Mike? But something pretty amazing. See, actually what we're doing is we're just dropping names so that we yeah. can we can tag them as yeah. an excuse for them to listen to the podcast. We have no topic today. We have no topic, basically. <laughs> actually, we do. We do. And the topic is more of God. You know, yeah. I hear people say, man, I just want more of God. Mm. I've said it myself. You probably, you've said it yourself. What does that mean, and how do we get it? How do we get more of God? I think to begin with, we have to... Each of us internalize and answer the question for ourselves, do I even want more of God? Because if I don't want more of God, he'll honor that request just as much as he'll honor the request of I want more of God. And if I do want it, do I believe that I can attain it? Do I believe that it's something attainable? Or is it just something that the pastors talk about or the religious people that the, the 
Mother Teresa's of the world that aspire and something happened in their life, some unique thing, and they were in touch with God on a special, unique level that nobody else or very few can achieve. What is it that I actually believe about more of God in my heart and in my life? You know, and and tied with that is even another layer, maybe below that, saying, what am I wanting more of God? What part of God am I wanting more of, rather? Do I want more of of the feeling of His presence? Do I want more of His blessing or do i want more of his power or do i just want more of 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 a relationship because all all four of those things although they're tied together they're not it's not an either or they are different because the the first one wanting more of a feeling could not not does but could be very selfish you know a, a lot of worship today in my judgment is about feeling the presence of god which feelings aren't bad but it can get to a point where it is more about us than than, than him. Now, so, specify. You just said worship. That's a very broad yeah, excuse word. Me. You mean worship? Worship. Through music. Oh, worship through music. Yeah, a worship service. You know, Bethel or uh, Upper Room or um, Passion. Yeah. Or, you know, you you just you name it. So, the the feeling of being close, which again, that's not a bad thing, but it can be an idol. If that's the most important thing. Yeah. If that if if. An experience is more important than a relationship. If if God himself as the Trinity is not the center of our circle, if worship's the center of our circle, then we're missing it. It's not worship. It's a relationship with the Father. It's knowing the Father. It is the Father himself who is in center. So you could say that not only about worship, but also about Bible study. You could do that about you know, the most important thing in my life is my you know, fill in the blank, my, my reading of the Scripture. No, it's the relationship that you get from reading the Scripture. It's not the reading yeah. of the Scripture. It's the relationship. So just about anything that, that is, can be experienced or um, walked through in a church type of relationship, a church type of experience, a church service, could fall in that same circle. I think the, like, the fruits of the Spirit are feelings on the surface. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. I mean, those are, to some extent, um, emotions or feelings that we have. Um, The challenge can be, though, is that when we're in a uh, music environment, we're in a service environment, we can convince ourselves that that we're experiencing the fruit of the Spirit when it's actually maybe, oh man, this is tough, our flesh that's actually mimicking the, the fruit of the Spirit. So... And it's mixed because sometimes it is actually the Holy Spirit touching us in that in that uh, in that time. But um, but but the destination, the more of God would be. I, I want. I don't think it's wrong necessarily to to desire the feelings, but the, but it can't be exclusive there. Um, yeah. Because if we're saying it, I desire the feelings, but better way would be, I desire the fruit. You know, would be a better way to say it. Um, that's that's an okay chase, I think. Um, it just needs to. We just need to realize that it's uh, that that's what it is, and that uh, realize the source that it's coming from. Let's also talk about the specificity of language here, because an experience. I love that phrase. <clears throat> thank you. I don't remember where I got it. Uh, I think it was Bob Rogers at the Waterfront Rescue Mission. Bob or, or Leo tag Gray. Bob, man, we got a serious been, tag been, list here. It might have been Leo Gray, but it was one of those guys. Could have been Billy Graham Evangelistic in. Ministries. It was not Billy Graham Evangelistic <laughs> Ministries. <laughs> Just saying. But Toby shout, out, shout out to those guys. So Scott Dalton, if you're listening, we love you, buddy. 
Rick Michael and Frost, Alan Hurst, you are my heroes in the right, faith. Uh, here we go. Here um, go. Oh, man. And Benny, Benny we were, Let's just change the topic of this conversation. I don't even remember why you know, I was let, even talking. I'm having fun, man. Let, let's just tag people verbally through this whole thing. This is good. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Brent. I totally I, I, I had a point. Specificity of language. Specificity of language. Thank you, Leo. Be careful. Um, there is... Yeah. There's a difference between the emotion that we experience in a worship service and the evidence of the Holy Spirit of God in our heart and in our lives. And sometimes I think we equate those two words as being the same. So an emotional response, a feeling can be evidence, but that is not the exclusive evidence. There is more right. than just a feeling internally when we have evidence of the Holy Spirit of God in our heart and our life. So going back to the original of of I want more God is what is it that I want for me I want the evidence of the Holy Spirit of God indwelling within me I want the evidence of a relationship with the the son who died for me on the cross and was resurrected and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty and who is his very spirit that is within me it is his spirit that God the Father gave me I want the evidence of a relationship with uh, with my Abba, with my yeah. Daddy in heaven, who created me, who spoke my name before the creation of the earth, who formed me inside of my mother's womb, who has a purpose for my plan to prosper me, not to harm me, to give me a hope and a future, and all of these beautiful, wonderful, incredible scriptures. What What is it that I want when I personally want more of the Holy Spirit, or if I want more of God? That's what I'm craving, is the evidence. And now evidence, let's not confuse that also, with an outward demonstration. I can have false evidences. Yeah. I can do things Fake. all day long. Yeah. Say it's in the name of Jesus. I'm just getting my own credit for it. So it's the, it's the true evidence, outwardly and inwardly, and inwardly. Yeah. of what God is doing in my heart, my life through a serious relationship with Him, and that I want more of that. Wherever I'm at today, no matter how far progressed I feel like I am, I hope I never get to the point where I feel like I've arrived. I want more yeah. than I had yesterday. You know, Jesus said it this way. He said, you people honor me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. Mm -hmm. So it is, entirely it is entirely possible for us to display worship. We can sing. We can Absolutely. dance. We can lift our hands. We can cry. We, let's face it. We are emotional beings. I mean, I, I can cry at a, a commercial on TV if it's powerful you enough. Will. I'm telling but you. But you wouldn't cry at the end of end games. <clears throat> I mean... What is up with that? Yeah, just a the, I was crying out of boredom. My gosh, that was horrible. Oh, wow. But we won't go there. Uh, anyways, I was about to make a joke that wasn't funny. Um, but I go back. <laughs> she never stopped you before. <laughs> oh, <laughs> here we are. Killer. Come on. Yeah. I go back to Exodus though because Moses um, Moses went to Pharaoh and he said, "Let my people go," says God. And Pharaoh says, "No, I'm not going to do that." And he goes, "Let me show you the God I serve." This is the Spoonie Barger version. And he you know, throws down his staff and turns into a snake. Then he picks it up. And then Pharaoh looks over at his magicians and go, hey, can you do that? And they do. You know, and, and miracle after miracle after miracle, the magicians who are not God followers do the same exact thing. And so we have to be very careful to, like you say, to think that just because something looks like more of God doesn't mean that it is more of God. And Old Testament and New Testament back up exactly what you're saying. It's not just the story of, of the Pharaoh. There's all throughout the Old Testament, all throughout the New Testament, counterfeits. The, the counterfeits, the false teachers and the false prophets. Even the book of Revelation talks about uh, Christ followers, even if it were possible for them to be deceived because of the 
miracles and signs and wonders that will be displayed at the end time. So we've seen that from the beginning yeah. all the way to, to current, whether you call that witchcraft or whatever else that may happen to be in the future when we're talking about the prophetic and things that are coming. But yeah, there's a lot of false teachers, false doctrines, false everything that's out there that the evil one uses to confuse. And so what, why do I want more of what somebody else wants? Hopefully it's because I've seen the evidence of the living God within them. Mm -hmm. And I've questioned to make sure that what they have is an authentic relationship with our Father in Heaven. Mm -hmm. Because just because somebody can do something incredible on a stage or through a song, I, all I have to go is the evidence of what God's doing in their heart and their life. Mm -hmm. So I have to judge that against the Scripture. You know, one of the things God has convicted me about lately or I guess I should say recently, is the motive for wanting more of him. And, you know, I, I regularly ask God for more power, more power in preaching, more power in um, speaking, conversing, all these things. But then the question is, so, so why? Mm -hmm. What is the motive behind it? And this is where our heart can be so deceptive and so sinister because we can, we can cloak that prayer in a... Uh, with feigned um, humility, but in the bottom mm -hmm. of, of who we are, we could really be saying, I want to be better. I want to be more known. I, I want to be my name and my renown to exactly, be known exactly. versus his. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, I don't think I'm the only one that ever struggles with that. I think that's a, something that, that's in human nature. I, I agree. And that's a struggle. Honestly, I have not met a someone in a leadership position that has not struggled with that in some form or fashion. So for me, the way that I try to balance against that is as I'm asking for more, I'm also asking God to purify me. So you listen to these podcasts, you hear this every single week yeah. that you listen to it. Clean hands, pure heart, resolute spirit. God, I want whatever is in me that's not of you to be gone in the name of Jesus. Reveal to me the sin so that as I ask, I am asking in humility. Yeah. I'm asking for more for your name and your glory. I'm asking for more so that I can make more of an impact for you and so that my relationship with you in heaven is grounded even more firm than it was just a little while earlier today. So it it's that balance of, yes, I want more of God, but through that, asking for purification and a right standing before Him. I've been reading a book by Francis Chan, hashtag Francis Chan rocks. Um, I love you, Gallagher. <laughs> You've been waiting for that, haven't you? Gallagher? You've been holding that to wait Gallagher, for the watermelon smashing guy? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Oh, hey, we're doing shout-outs. Let's, Let's do them. That's awesome. I mean, uh, who else could What an incredible I, idea. I, Sledgehammers and I mean, that was just the most random shout-out I can imagine, but that was awesome. Well, you know what? He's almost as good as Mike Warnke. <laughs> <laughs> Warnke, man. That's oh, good man. stuff. All right, so what, what, I, what I was saying is, um, dang. Oh, yeah, French Chan. So he, he addresses this some in his book, and I, I can't even remember the name of the book on it that I'm reading right now. I like literally was Letters to the Church? Yes, that's what it is. Uh, wow. Th this the is whole... the year 2019, just those in case he's written 20 books since yeah. this point. Yeah. But but how he wrestled with his name being greater than, than Jesus, essentially, mm -hmm. in his church. You know, when, when you go on a speaking tour or when, when you're known as the guy— you have to really keep your sure. own heart in check. And that's what I appreciate, I think, about his writing is that he was very transparent about that. And he, he went to another country with his family to go, look, i got to get out of this because I'm, I'm thinking too much of myself. And so 
I think what Chan was asking for was, I want more of you. And by all accounts from our eyes, he was successful and profitable and all those other things. But he was saying, this isn't it. This isn't this isn't where I want to be. I want more of what God has. Maybe the issue is that when we ask for more of God, there's always strings attached. Can, can we simply say, I want more of you? Regardless period. of what it is. Yeah. Period. There's no no strings attached. It's not so that I can speak better. It's not so I can yeah. have better conversations. It's not so I can win people to Christ. It's not so I can be a better father, mother, husband, wife, child, whatever it is. It's simply, I want more of you, period. Why? Because I'm your child. And the only way for a relationship to work is for a relationship to work and us to invest. And I need to invest so you give me more of you so that I can in turn give you more of me. Mm. We yeah. all we all have uh, selfish ambitions, or, or not selfish self ambitions. I'm going to say selfish, but we have ambitions for life. We have goals. We have dreams. We have uh, things that we think are going to make us. And they're successful. not evil. They're not evil necessarily in, in their selves. In, in the perfect world, and I think the goal of Christianity would be for those things to align with the things of God. So, but but we're not moving God to our things. We're moving to God like what why do I want more God because I need to see what God's and what I'm the road I'm going down may be different than the road that God would have me to go down you know so it's it it's the old phrase of you know more more of him and less of me so it's there's there's getting more of him but at the same time there's a lessening of self the whole way until those two roads kind of converge together. So give us an example of how to take that left-hand road of self and merge that into the right-hand road of what Abba wants for our hearts and our lives, his purpose and plans, his destiny for us. Wow, that's a big question. Because, I mean, that's the essence of it. This is all theoretical until we say, how do we actually do this? Yeah. Well, okay, so so less less of me, more of him, less of me in every single incidence. John the Baptist prayed. Right, well, so here's the thing. A lot of times we think in big, big, big terms, and we think in big, you know, big goals, big successes in life. So to answer your question, um, you know, maybe it's a, it's just whatever God reveals to us today. And it's just a a minute little 1% course correction change. Um, I heard something recently, and I don't remember the exact numbers on this, but if you're flying out of Los Angeles and you're flying across the country, coming back east, the difference in going from New York to Washington, D.C., or maybe it was New York to Boston, whatever it is, it's not very far was only like a 1% difference. So that plane is only adjusted by like a foot in the in the nose of that plane when it takes off. So for us, to answer your question, still theoretical, I guess, maybe God gives us this, here's one little bitty less of you thing you can do today. Yeah. And that's, that's a course correction that today it doesn't really look like that big a deal. But tomorrow it's a little bit bigger. Ten years from now, it's drastically different because you course corrected way back there, and there may be not maybe there are several of those along the path of life. You know, God gives us these little. You need to think about this kind of things. You know, um, I I believe that one way to walk this out is to ask right questions, to ask God questions, mm-hmm. and so you think about the big questions. What are big questions that high schoolers deal with? Where do I go, go to college? college? What do I want to do when do I go to marry? Yeah. Who do I marry? What bikini do I buy for the beach this summer? Mm. I was worried about that one too. I have daughters, just so you know. 
Shout out to Tar- Target sells bikinis. Shout out to Target. Hashtag. <laughs> Sorry, Brent. We, Brent, we, what were we, you? Were you saying something important? Come on. You yeah. are so distracted today. <laughs> Shout out to Britney Spears. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, I did it again. <laughs> that was awesome. Did we interrupt it? We totally interrupted. I tell you, if Amy Grant was here, she could really get us straight. Hashtag Amy Grant Rock. So, so teenagers in my youth group, just a reminder, no bikinis at any pool parties, <laughs> youth events, one pieces only, please. Modest ones, too. So, more of God. Here's, here's what I think, think is so it. difficult, at least for me. Even when I'm praying, Lord, I want more of you. Purify my motives. I still, in the back of my mind, I, I know me, and I know the me I don't know. And it's like... How do you root out all of the self? And really, to answer that question, it's a matter of time. We're not going to get more of God by a drive through mentality. Lord, I want more of you today. You know, Jesus said, or the scripture says, search for me and you will find me. It's a promise. If then, if you search, you will find. But the searching has got to be with all your being. Yeah. Every fiber of your body, when it searches out after God, when it cries out after God, God will reveal the motives. God will reveal the um, the, the sin. God will reveal, <clears throat> you know, he, he will reveal the little hairline cracks. Because, frankly, we get used to those and we, we just accept them as, well, that's just part of the deal. But God goes, you know what? If you want me, I'm going to give you me. But I want access to all of you but and, and that sounds scary yeah because i what if i have 12 things wrong with me how am i going to fix all those at one time and I, I think that's one of the beautiful things about god at least the way i've experienced in my own life even though i've had multiple 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 things that needed to be corrected in that course correction toward drawing closer to him mm-hmm. he's never resent he's never given me or or told me Everything that's wrong at one time. He gives yeah. me as much as I can handle. One or two things. Get this right. I correct that. Then he gives me a little bit more. Then he gives me a little bit more. Then he gives me a little bit more. Because they not only is can I not handle it, they also build on each other. Yeah. And no so as I, re, as I remove sin, as I remove idolatry from my life, whatever's there, suddenly there's more room to be filled with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. of God. And there's more insight and direction. And there's more clarity, more clear thinking, more mm-hmm. processing. And that allows me to clean up a little bit more in my heart and my life because that's been revealed now more with the Holy Spirit and he showed mm-hmm. me this crack and this divot and this issue and opens up whole new opportunities to walk in faithfulness. It's kind of like compounding you know investors would tell you just a little bit of money investing started at an early age yep. and then it grows over time and just a little bitty just an acorn of money can grow into this massive amount over time. Same thing you just said is God gets a little bit more of us it may seem like just a little bitty thing but it does compound because over time he's he gives us more and he gives us more and it grows on itself, um, but but we, we we love we're such a microwave society we want everything he's got for us right now but you know, we can't handle that we can't handle all that so we can handle just start with what he's revealing right now you know um, and let it grow let it grow on itself compound I, compound compound I just had this aha moment. We will have more of God when He has more of us. Isn't that true? Well, it's absolutely true. That that it it's not a matter of whether or not God is wants us to have more of oh, Him. No doubt. It's all on us that 
it's how much will we let him God be Lord? has revealed and is revealing himself. That's not a question. It's not like God doesn't have a desire to he wants more for us. That's that's the heart of Abba Father. You know, I think the thing that because he's Abba Father, that reveals his nature. You know, in Galatians six, we mentioned this earlier, or the the passage anyways, but Galatians six tells us in verse one and in verse two that those who are spiritual are to restore those who are caught by a sin, and the way that we're to restore them is what? Gentleness and it's respect gently, is love. that's right. So why would we think that God is going to restore us? He is going to refine us. He's going to deal with us in a way that is contrary to, way he, to the way he expects us to deal with others. So because we fear that God is this Ogre. entity that lives Ogre, in heaven yeah. that throws down lightning bolts that's looking for an, a reason to trip me up and spank me or or hurt me or or speak negatively against me because we have grown up in a culture that despises fathers. Our well, very culture despises fathers. But also he does deal with people that way when they are in outright rejection of him with no uh, uh, no hint of repentance, no hint of 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 uh, recognizing him at all. I mean, let's just face it. God dealt with the Egyptians in a very harsh way. God dealt with the ba- uh, not Babylon, the Assyrians in a very harsh way. So He has done this, but but these are people who have flat out said no God, and and this is after God had given them multiple times for repentance. He he goes, okay, fine. You you don't want you don't want me. You don't get me. But for His children. It's never a harsh, brutal, ogre-like uh, dealing. It's always with gentleness. I mean, we're fathers, right? We don't deal with our kids harshly. I mean, we're not God, but 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 we still love our kids enough that we're gentle with them. Maybe not always as gentle as we should be, but it's still the heart of a father to be gentle and kind. And sometimes you even give them freedom to make mistakes, yeah. to learn from them, you know. God does that for us. Yeah. So if you want more of God. Um, less of yourself. Less of us. Less of yourself and put yourself in a vulnerable position, which vulnerability gets such a bad rap, but being vulnerable would mean, okay, God, I'm open. I mean, I think that's a starting point. Just God, I'm, I'm open. And, and Brent, you say this all the time, but we we are so concentrating on, okay, what do I do? What do I do to get more God? God is not the doing comes as a part of the being. God wants us. He wants who we. So he wants to work on the inside, out. Um, a quote just came to mind. I don't know if this is going to relate or not, but it did in my head. So y'all know who Bill Walsh is f- football coach. I think mm-hmm. he coached the 49ers. Yes. Um, he had a quote years ago, and basically he said, "Is that t- a shout out to him, by the way?" Yes, yeah, shout out <laughs> hashtag Bill Walsh and the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, uh, he um, he said something along the lines of the touchdowns or the scoreboard. The scoreboard takes care of itself. The score takes care of itself. Basically, the point was we don't worry about what the scoreboard says. We worry about the fundamentals. We worry about the next play. We worry about doing our – just we are who we are, and that's going to take care of itself. And I think sometimes we can put that into context with our relationship with God. The big picture is going to take care of itself. I mean, the big dreams about what God wants to do with us – it's it's in the details. I mean, it's in the little things. It's in the the one percent correction. It's in that that daily. God, I want to spend time with you today. 
we've we've for years when a youth group we talked about during your daily quiet time with god and it's and it's such a lost thing that we don't really talk about yeah. enough anymore but it's in the darkness it's in the it's in that quiet time that the, that the that the being is refined that's where god's doing his work yeah and the score is going to take care of itself you know what i mean you know nick saban was very good about teaching <laughs> yeah, I did that. Roll time. <clears throat> I said that for my Georgia friends. But but really, he, he is about the basics. I mean, when you talk to him, he basically is saying, look, if we do the basic right, if we do the fundamentals right, yeah. we're going to win. That That's just, that's, that that's what it is. And so we, as believers, if we want more of God, we really do just need to go back to the basics. Search for him yeah. with all of our heart, with all of our being. And let God be responsible for what he shows us. Let God be responsible for what he teaches us, how he uses us. And here, here's the crazy part. We, we might, especially for those of us in preacher world, the fear that we might have is, okay, if I let God do with me whatever he wants, what if he does something that I'm not wanting? I mean... <laughs> Your wants may change. I mean, right? how, how dumb is that, really, when do we you think about God? it? we trust God? Like... Okay, let's just, I want to be the next Billy Graham. What if that's not what God has in store for me? So we hold on to this dream of what we want because we're afraid God might do something different, yet we fail to realize or we fail to remember that God knows us better than we know ourselves. Right. And through that process, we've probably failed to ask the right God questions. God, is this what you want from me? If you've given, is this a desire of your heart for me or is this a desire of my heart so that my name and my self is made more evidence. And it, it, whether that's a, a preacher, teacher, speaker who reaches thousands, or maybe that has to do with just advancing at the local work, work dive, wherever it is that you're working, the the structure, whatever system that you're in, that really applies to all of it. Peel it all the way back. The goal of life is— So you're saying let's get naked. Let's Whoa. No, I didn't say that. Hashtag, no, no, I don't, know, I don't even know who to hashtag on that one. So peel it all the way Spiritually, back. Spiritually, of course. Yeah, peel it all the way back. So the goal of life is to have fulfillment, to have purpose. I mean, those are the things that we would desire more than anything. So we've got two two streams. We've got these are the things that I believe are going to bring me purpose and fulfillment in life. And then God says, I have a plan. I have a purpose, and it's going to fulfill you. All of this is those two things hopefully coming together. So, yes, if if we have this plan and it it is not in the will of God, it's never going to bring us the things we think it's going to bring us. It's yeah. just not going to do it. So it's us co- converging those two roads once again, bringing them together. Yesterday, in my mind, I had built up the taste of a particular fast food restaurant. Mm. They're closed on Sundays. <laughs> Not that one. Okay. Hashtag. Because <clears throat> this story would have ended differently if Check it was that light. one. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so, uh, so I went to this particular fast food place, and I ordered what I, I, in my mind, had built up as being satisfying and delicious and all that. When I, when I pulled it out of the package, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> Took a bite, and I knew... Beyond a shadow of a doubt, this isn't going to end well. After I had consumed it all, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you see? Do you see the fault here? I see that. Yes. I then started feeling in my stomach the the uh, the result of continuing with something that I knew wasn't going to end well, 
And here's, here's the thing. It's funny because we plan our lives out and we determine what it is that God wants us to do, blah, blah, blah. And we, we make it into something that ultimately it's never going to be because it's not in the plans of our Father. Mm. Whereas if we, would have just, if we would just trust that God knows us, mm. God loves us, His kindness and His mercy are extended to us. If we'll just trust Him, that's the bottom line. Yeah. Trust Him and seek Him. We'll have all of God and all the fulfillment we could ever possibly hope and desire. For the young person listening, they've got a blank slate of a future out ahead of them. But for the person that's older in life, it's never too late. Nope. You know, course corrections are still possible. Yep. Wow. So my prayer, I want more of God. I think that's your prayer too. I think so. Absolutely. Trust words. Trust and obey, for there's no other way. To be happy in Jesus. But to trust and obey. Any final shout outs? (laughs) Um, I'll, I'll shout out to Chris Pratt. Dude, um, Star-Lord, Raptor Wrangler, you rock. <laughs> who who again I, is Chris Pratt? Star-Lord well, and just, the Raptor Wrangler. Who, who from, again is Star-Lord? Oh, my word. Well, you just undermined all of those shout-outs. Holy so. smoke. Chris Platt, Platt, if you're listening, you, you rock. <laughs> Chris you know, Pratt. David, there is a Chris David Platt, Platt out there. Oh, David Platt. <laughs> Hashtag David Platt. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, this has been fun uh, in all the joking. We are very serious. Al Denson, if you're listening, we do want you to come on the show. Absolutely. I, I would love, love, love to meet George W. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start I, it. That, that, I'm, I'm being serious. Are you serious? I, I would love I'm to. serious. I, hey, I know somebody who him. knows him. Well, not really knows him. Come on, let's do Molly this. Molly Spivey does. Shout out. Hey, let's do this all over again. <laughs> yes, I can do shout outs for another minute. If you're keep going. This will be fun. Actually, I do really want to give a shout out. Michael Newman. Yes, thanks, Michael. Michael, you might be our first and longest listener. He, Michael. He's our groupie. You are the man. Yep. And you've got... Never mind. All right. Hey, hey, we'll we'll close. But Michael, we'll talk farming one week for you. That you know would, what? That would be fun. I mean, we won't. We, we'll let you get in here. For those who don't know, Michael's a milker. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> he, he, he milks cows. Yeah. And, and um, he's a musician he's and a, a musician. photographer and does a lot of stuff. Thank you, my children. Drink milk every day. Not yep. this kind of milk. This is high dollar. Right off this of, is good stuff yep. right here. You can buy Michael's Newman, Michael's, <laughs> Michael's Mike, Newman. Michael Newman's milk Newman? at Evergreen, downtown Pensacola. It is uh, Cedar Green. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry, Michael. It's it's there. It's there. I'll, ne- next podcast, I'll get this right. All right. All right. Hey, we're going to go. Y'all have a great day, and we'll see you on the flip side. Later. Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. You want to know more? Check us out at www.storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com.